on, guys? Welcome back to the No Look NBA Podcast. This is Jack. I'm here with my co-host, Matt. How's it going? And uh, we're here for a little first week of the NBA season podcast. Uh, it's currently October 25th, so you all have a general idea of you know the time and what we've all seen up to this point. And uh, we just want to make a little podcast here to talk about all the crazy things that have happened in just one week of NBA basketball, because the NBA season is always just incredibly exciting. Like No matter what, there's always something going on every night, big games every night, people going for 50 every night, so... We're just going to talk about what we've seen so far and our thoughts on it. First things first, as per usual, we're going to talk about LeBron James just because, like, you can't talk basketball without talking about LeBron James. And now that he's on the Lakers, the biggest franchise in the NBA, like, what else can you talk about? You know what I mean? So it's like, we're going to talk about them. We're going to go ahead and go to the fact that they are 1-3, started off 0-3, and needed to beat the Suns yeah. for their first win. Which is uh, saying something, because the Suns got the number one pick last year, if y'all didn't know that. They're very bad. So, if for those who watched the game, I've watched every game so far. Matt has a job that requires him to be up very early. And we're on the East Coast, so those West Coast games aren't necessarily the move for him. He keeps up with them nonetheless. So, I've been watching a little bit more closely in terms of like seeing the games happen live. And for those who have watched them like I have, you've kind of seen a team that doesn't look like they know what's going on. They have zero shooting, yeah. for one. And, like, with the LeBron team, you need shooting because LeBron's at his best when he's driving in and kicking it out to wide-open shooters. Which is another reason they picked up Trevor Reza. Because you needed some 3 and D. Who, Suns? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a player that the LeBron needs on his team, like a Trevor Reza type, because they play zero defense as well. Yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah, that's a, that, Trevor Reza was a free agent, Lakers. Why'd you go get Michael Beasley? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why'd you go get Michael Beasley? Why'd you uh, go get... I mean, Lance is playing fine. I don't want to crap on Lance yeah, too much, but Lance, it's like, you have a perfectly good Lance 3 and D so guy out there, and you go and get Michael Beasley. Like, and even, like, Rondo to a certain extent. I like Rondo, but, like, him and Lonzo are the same player, you know, pretty much. They're both, yeah. you know, pass first point guards, and Lonzo's your second overall pick, and he's way younger. Why Why go with Rondo? But, nonetheless, the Lakers... Just adding another guy who can't, who can't shoot, shoot yeah. free throws. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. Going back to the Spurs game where LeBron missed two free throws in the clutch after hitting a clutch three to send it overtime, goes to the line, misses two straight free throws to not ice the game. Yeah. The anti ice of the game which allows Patty Mills to hit a mid range jump shot to take the lead. You have to remember there's no more D'Angelo Russell in Yeah, no in there's Laker no ice land. in those veins anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no ice in these No veins. more ice in the veins in the Lakers so franchise. Removed from that. Yeah, so I've been watching the Lakers games, and I've honestly, I'm a huge LeBron fan. For people who've watched this before, they know that. Matt, I, I think you've grown to respect LeBron, but I definitely wouldn't say you're a LeBron fan, especially yeah. being that you're from Chicago and you're a Bulls fan, and there's always be that part of Michael Jordan in you, and there's also that part of, oh, like, screw LeBron always. for, like, beating our teams when we were really good. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there'll always be that little bit of a hatred, but nonetheless, I feel like you've grown to at least respect his game. And um, so as I'm watching that, I'm just... I'm so upset because, one, in the first couple games, LeBron looks like he wasn't interested in playing basketball, which was really weird to me because you would think, like, he's going to a new place where he needs to prove his worth. He needs, I mean, you know, prove his worth. He's the best player. But still, like, you need to show these fans that, like, you're into it. Whole new system, whole new thing. And he looked like he didn't really care that much. And that bothered me, for one. And then, two, when he just missed those free throws. <laughs> when he missed those free throws, I was just like, Skip Bayless is going to have a field day oh, with this yeah. for one. That, that pissed me off. And then two, just like, 
it's been your Achilles heel your entire career that you can't shoot free throws that well. You know, like he's like a yeah. career like seventy five percent free throw shooter. That's like not good for someone who's regarded as a top three player ever. You know, like it makes me wonder about like if you look back at Shaq and Dwight Howard. Um, there's like all these interviews where they've talked about they'll like never switch up their their style for shooting. Yeah, like. Like and, the routine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they, like, you know, they don't want to do, like, underhand shooting because that, like, will make you look like a bitch or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it makes you, like, you've given up. Yeah. yeah, so I, I'm wondering if, you know, if there's some kind of that effect to LeBron in some way is that maybe he's reached some type of point where he kind of just – like read his like, free throw ceiling. it's kind of an ego thing. To it, it's yeah. like who's gonna really tell me how to shoot free? No, yeah, honestly, yeah, know, I could like, honestly see that being a yeah. thing where it's like people can always say like, you know, LeBron's a career seventy five percent free throw shooter, but he's looking at like, dude, I'm I have four MVPs, I've yeah. won three rings, I've I'm made ten thousand free throws. How yeah, many? He's yeah, yeah, made, yeah, exactly. Know, it's like the things he's done where it's like, who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do on the basketball court? Where it's yeah. like I reign supreme for the past you know ten years, like I've been the best player in the world, like. Who am? I, who are you to tell me I can't shoot free throws? But at the same time, it's like you kind of can't shoot free throrws that well, man. Like, and like that's like kind of the weird thing about it because like if you pay attention to basketball and like you you like it and stuff, you know that like LeBron James obviously is an incredibly hard worker. Like his body wouldn't look like that in year sixteen. He wouldn't be able yeah. to do the things he's done. Like remain as athletic and like you always see the videos of him in the gym working and working out and stuff. So it's like. He's obviously working on it, but how come his free throw hasn't really improved? It's actually gone yeah. down in somewhat recent years. Like he's shooting eighty percent right now, which is fine, obviously. But either a year or two ago, he's in the sixties for the for the regular season. It's just like that's not that's not good, and it's like his three point yeah. percentage has gone up. And it's not acceptable for like a max contract shooter. Yeah, you know, like, yeah he's a, he's he a perimeter player. A he's a wing guy. He's, he's yeah, a wing he's player. A... It's not like he's seven foot three. You know, Shaq yeah. or you know. Where it's like, you know, he can't shoot free throws, but it's to be expected. He's not like, like you know, a DeAndre Jordan type player, but it's like, he's a guy who shot like 38% from the three last year, and he's a yeah. perimeter player. It's like, and it's, it's another weird thing. He pulls up for mid-range jump shots, no issue. Why is it so hard for him to hit a free throw? It's just strange. I wonder if it's a mental thing or something like that, or maybe even what you were saying where it's an ego thing where it's like, it's like no one's going to tell me how I can and cannot shoot my free throws. I'm just going to shoot them because I'm the best player. Because if you just look at him, like, in interviews a lot of the time, though, he looks like he's answering any question as if he's already heard the question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know like, what you mean. He what? just kind of stands there, waits till the question is finished, and then just speaks, but not necessarily even, like... Like, doesn't really directly answer it. Because yeah. it's, like, it's like he's been doing this. I mean, he's been in the league for 16 years, but, I mean, he was on ESPN when he, I mean, he was on Sports Illustrated cover when he was, like, 16. So it's, like, he's been being interviewed for, like, probably, like, 19 years, you yeah. know? So it's, like, I'm sure to a certain extent he has heard every question in the book they could possibly ask you. But, yeah. like, when he does talk, sometimes it sounds like it's, like, you're really asking me this. Like, I'm LeBron James. Why are you asking me this question? Yeah. Like, like, oh, I've been doing this. Like, it's like when they asked him, like, how do you plan to win over the Lakers fans? And he's like, I signed a four-year deal here. What more do you need me to do? Like, where it's like, yeah. it's like you can give a more legitimate answer than that, LeBron. I'm, I'm the biggest LeBron fan, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you are in a different place. Like, you've, you got yourself into this situation where you went and joined the most historic franchise and maybe sports, like, definitely in the NBA, but, like, it's up there in terms of just all sports. Like, the Lakers are in Los Angeles. They have 
tons of championships that have recent success as well as historic success. So it's like, you know what you've gotten yourself into. Yeah. You can't be surprised when they're asking you these weird questions. So that's just kind of one thing about it. But now that I'm off my little rant about how LeBron James has kind of disappointed me at the beginning, I will ask you, are you worried about the Lakers' like playoff chances this year in general and like their overall outlook for the season? Like, How do you think they're going to do? Well... I think that there's some karma in all of this. Oh, okay. So, you know, we were talking about how um, he got, they got the first win against the Suns, 131 to 113. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. They're one and three currently. There's a, a lot of ones and threes it's just a three in there. One. Oh, yes, it is a three one, <laughs> but it's backwards. It's coming back to them. Okay. You know, the basketball it, gods helped him out on the yeah, three one comeback. It's kinda, you know, it's 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 never going away. All right, it's just gonna keep. It's gonna be like the little B curse. It's just gonna jump around. It's and gonna be hit, like, oh, KD's got the little B curse. Oh, oh now know, LeBron's just, got the three one curse. Yeah, and exactly. KD had the three one curse because he blew a three one lead against the Warriors the year before, and then he joined them. So yeah, it's like, like <laughs> I think I think that it could be. Uh, you know, LeBron. Dude, that's, that's like slick. That slick could be a real thing. It's like, it's like OKC blew a three-one league in the in the conference finals. Gave it to the Warriors. The Warriors yeah. went on to blow a three-one lead in the championship that same year. Gave it to LeBron. LeBron got swept the next year. <laughs> or no, Le- LeBron got beat four-one the next year, and then swept the year after that. And then the the Thunder could have three uh, superstars, and then only want one three-one. Or the Thunder right now, or 0-3. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, you go either way. That is interesting. <laughs> but there, but in all seriousness... Numerology you, here. Numerology. But I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I was kind of high on them just because I, I think LeBron's like that good. I think you know they might be a top four seed. But now I'm kind of leaning more towards... And again, it's only four games in. It's only four games in. It could totally change up. They can, I will say this. They're definitely, definitely going to make the playoffs. I agree with that. I can't see a team, even in the West, I can't see a team led by LeBron James not yeah, making he's the playoffs. Just, there's no way that he they're just not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, even if it's eighth seed, which even without even, you know, thinking of all the teams, without even thinking of all the competition, I don't give a fuck. Like, you can, you can hate LeBron, <laughs> but... He's is a ninety nine overall. Like, <laughs> yeah, real yeah. shit. Yeah, LeBron. Like, <laughs> LeBron is unstoppable. You can't. You can't have one seeds in the East that can compete with him a lot of the time. Yeah. So there's no way that f- some five, six, seven, eight seed in the West is gonna knock him. Yeah, out, it's like it'll so. be tough. But like, like I was leaning more like, oh, they they might be a home court advantage team, you know, top four team in the West at the beginning of the season. I was like, I'm kind of feeling that, you know, maybe like in the. Three four area, but now I'm kind of leaning more towards like five six. That's where I think they'll end up. You yeah. know, five six. If that's the case, they'll get maybe like the Pelicans in the first round, or you know, you know, someone like that. Maybe the Jazz in the first round. I w- I would take LeBron in the playoff series in a heartbeat, especially in that matchup. You know, if they get the Warriors, the Rockets, maybe another story. But I mean, yeah, any other team than that, I think the Lakers would make it out of the first round. So I'm not I'm not too worried about their playoff chances, even with a kind of a slow start. They actually play the Nuggets tonight, which could be a future playoff matchup. So what we'll to see how yeah, that the goes? Nuggets are interesting. Yeah. I still, honestly, like looking back the last two years, I have no idea how the Nuggets got good. No, I kind no of agree. Clue. Like, like they, they it, drafted it some pretty solid. Accident, yeah, they drafted like, some pretty solid young players, and they've kind of developed. And then they play that incredibly fast pace. And now Jokic is like a stud out of nowhere. Yeah, like Jokic. no one expected him to be that good. No you know? one. So it's like, 
They and seem to kind of have we're fallen good backwards at, into at it. finding our European big men. That's yeah. honestly our specialty. One of our main one of our main abilities, to be honest, is finding we, weird European big hey, men. We found Pekovic. Uh, Nikola. Nikola Pekovic. You guys might not even know who that is by now, but he was dropping twenty a game. <laughs> Look it up, Nikola Pekovic. Back in the day, we found uh, Ersan Ilyasova before Ersan he was uh, before he was a good stretch four. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we're just, we're kind of big on the Euros back in NBA Live 2010. Yeah, we, we see these things. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Jokic. No one expected that. So the Nuggets kind of seem to be kind of falling backwards into success. But I mean, they're gonna be a playoff team. Yeah. So it's like if yeah, they so, would have gotten Dwayne Wade, that could, honestly could have been could have helped like, them. Yeah, really good cool like them. veteran leadership yeah. and whatnot. But uh, I mean, Isaiah Thomas. We don't know what he's gonna be, but he's not even back yet. So if he can come back and even be a part of what he was, he'd be a great six man for them coming off the bench and stuff. So. And I, I drafted Isaiah Thomas. In your off fantasy of, league. Yeah. I actually took uh, some advice on you from that. But then I, I, I did drop him already <laughs> <laughs> just because I need my points ASAP. Yeah, you need to get yeah. it while you can. And Wait, maybe wow. he'll still be there by the time he's about to come back. Yeah, you, know, exactly. you can pick him back up. You know, so the Lakers play them tonight. That will be a good you know, measuring stick for you know beginning of the year, how they're going to do against future playoff teams. They've already lost against the – Trailblazers, Rockets, and Spurs, which you can all imagine are going to be in the playoffs at least you know close to it. So it'd be a big game for them tonight on a back-to-back. But LeBron rested the entire fourth quarter last night against the Suns, so I mean they should be fine. So that's a big game. We'll be watching it right after this, actually. So something to keep an eye on if you were listening to this, if they won that or not, and how they all played. But now we're moving on to a team that the Lakers actually already lost to in Houston. Yes. James Harden had a little bit of a, uh, I believe it was a hamstring. Maybe it was a gr- no hamstring. It was a hamstring injury. He tweaked a little bit. He's going to be out for at least two games. And um, that kind of led to the new news that the Rockets are reportedly offering four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. We don't know if there's any protections on the picks. It hasn't been released yet. They're just, they're just reporting four first-rounders. I do believe, um, and I could be wrong on this, but I think that ever since the Carmelo Anthony trade um, to New York where he they just gave the whole kitchen sink, Yeah, you know, um, I believe that there's a rule now where it's like you can only give picks for every, like, you can only give a pick for once of every two years. So if you wanted to give four picks, you would have to give it over, like, an eight-year span. Really? Yeah. I think that there's, like, some rule about that. Interesting. I'll have to look into that because I'm not sure. I don't, I'm yeah. not big on the old, like, I the rule changes and stuff. I two picks in two years but then you can't give up those next two picks like for back the next back. whole year. Cuz I mean we we saw the like we that. saw the the, like the Nets the Nets traded all their picks to the Celtics yeah. and it's still hurting the Nets and the Celtics yeah. are still reaping the benefits with Jalen Brown and yeah. Jason and, Tatum and, and there hasn't been another like trade with that many picks yeah since, no like, definitely not cuz people are realizing either like, because they're scared or because it's illegal yeah so we're not sure but if they're going to trade for Jimmy Butler I feel like four first-round picks is a bit steep, would you say? It is. Especially for a player that's not signed past this year. But the team in question is is the difference maker. Yeah. Because Daryl Morey uh, will pull the trigger. Oh, yeah, he'll he'll plunge. He'll plunge for a a big-time player. I mean, he did it with James Harden. Yeah. He he does it all the time. Did it it with players? Yeah. Yeah. He, he sees the championship window. He sees the championship window that's there in front of him, and they know, like, Chris Paul, how much longer does he have being good? You know, yeah. maybe, like, the next two years, maybe? I mean, he's kind of old, you know? And then James Harden, he's obviously still has time, but you need to surround him with good players. 
So I think he's looking at it as, I am kind of giving away a bit of our future for our present, but this is our opportunity to win a championship with our current you know, nucleus we have. And who can really compete with like the free agency aspect of the Rockets? Because they don't really give a fuck about draft picks because they're in a state where they got no income tax. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Lakers, you know, if you were to go, or or Golden State even, if you were to go over to to Cali, you'd be getting like a fucking sixty percent. You'd be losing most tax. of your money. Yeah, you'd be losing a whole lot of it. So, you know, in Houston, you're getting you're, you're getting that, that entire bag. Bank. That yeah, entire bag is yours. Bag. And I just think that like what you were saying, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording that. What is the plan if you get if you get Jimmy Butler? He's a free agent at the end of this year. I assume you try to resign him. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. Would, what's the long term? Yeah. Like what's the long term plan look. here? It's like you, you wouldn't give up four first round picks for a player that you don't plan to resign. And if you do that, where is this money coming from? Capella's on almost a max contract. Yeah. Paul's on a max contract. Harden's on a max contract. Like, can you even give Butler that money? Yeah. Like, is Melo coming back in this plan? What's happening with Melo? Yeah, what is Melo's role in, on this team? Where is Eric Gordon? Yeah, in exactly. This play? Like, yeah, you're you're gonna lose a lot of your like depth on the team, and a good way to get that depth is by drafting young players and having to develop underneath them. But you don't have any draft picks anymore, yeah. so it's like, I feel like if you're to make this trade, you're looking to win either this year or the next year. And if it doesn't work, then you're kind of stuck. Yeah, you're just stuck. And you're like, oh. and I think Daryl Morey knows that because he's looking. He just lost two major pieces of his team with Mbamute. Yeah, and Ariza. And Ariza. So you know that's like, you know, this key aspect of the team. You know, so if they don't make a move like the mellow move that they made, you yeah. know. Then they're just gonna keep falling backwards. Yeah, and it's like it's plus gonna be to add to it, foot forward the Rockets are one in three right now. They're they have not started hot. They're one in three, and Harden's out now for at least two games. Chris Paul is out for fighting Rajon Rondo, so it's yeah. like they're gonna be without Harden and Paul. So that's the thing. That's probably you know a couple more losses coming up because they're missing their two best players. Unless Melo goes for like a fifty ball, which is not gonna yeah. happen, you know. <laughs> so it's like they need to make the move now, and I and I, I respect. The Rockets GM, uh, Daryl Morey, for being like, look, this might get me fired. Like, because I'm completely jeopardizing our future if it doesn't work out. But I don't care. I am I want to win now. The city wants to win. We were one game off making the finals last year. And Chris, if Chris Paul hadn't, you know, hurt his hamstring, they probably yeah. would have beat the Warriors. Like, you don't know for yeah. sure. You know, obviously they could, things can go any way. But, like, they had him on the ropes and they were at home. And they're missing their second best player who at times was their first best player in the playoffs. Yeah, because – Harden may not have even, I mean, the whole team, they all choked on Oh, yeah, they missed but, tons of shots. you know, Harden was being real passive in that game. Yeah. So I think if even Chris Paul was there, he wouldn't even be passive just for the fact of having him there. Yeah, and, like, not he kind of refocuses the team yeah. and, like, remotivates them and stuff. I mean, he's a floor general. It's what he does. It's Chris Paul is one of the best pure point guards we've ever seen. So having him there would have made a big difference. But to what you were saying with the loss of Ariza and uh, Luke Richard-Mabamute, for a little a long, yeah, full Prince, name right there. Oh, yes. Prince Luke Richard and Bob Luke. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, with the loss of them, you're losing two really good perimeter defenders. And I think people who don't watch the Rockets, or I mean, even if you do, you didn't realize that last year, they're obviously one of the best offenses ever last year, but they played really good defense. Yeah. And that was largely due to them, as well as Chris Paul and Clint Capella manning the middle. 
And right now their defense is struggling because you replaced two great perimeter defenders with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I have an interesting stat. I don't remember specifically the numbers uh, on this, but I think Chris Paul is fourth all-time of any NBA player ever in plus-minus. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, it really it, wouldn't surprise me. He is, I think it was Jordan, LeBron, Charles Barkley, Chris Paul, David Robinson. Wow, that's very elite category. Yeah. <laughs> very elite company there for Chris Paul. And it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if that is the case. Because I mean, Chris Paul. People kind of sleep on Chris Paul because like third or fourth. Because he's kind of you know he's somewhat past first. He hasn't had that much playoff success. But I mean, like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like he's going to make the Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. So it's like. Don't sleep on Chris Paul. That's what, that's what I'm yeah. trying to say. But back to what I was saying with the perimeter defense, like if they get Jimmy Butler, it's directly addressing an issue that they have right now with the loss of Ariza, Ariza, Ariza and Luke Richard and Bahamute. So if they get if they get Butler, it not only adds like a big shot taker and maker if, you know, for some reason James Harden decides to go passive again in the playoffs, but also a great perimeter defender and someone who just like gives your team that edge and that attitude, yeah. you know, because Jimmy's a dog. It's like he wants to win. He's going to – go hard every single game which you can't always say for James Harden so it's like something to kind of keep yeah, track like, of like if you look at um the Mbamute and Ariza both of them have star studded defense and then one of them has offense yeah Ariza can hit a corner three yeah. you know what I mean so you're basically making the full swap trade of two defenses with one offense for now two offenses in Melo and, and Jimmy Butler and one defense in Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and so, Butler's just better than Ariza and Mbamute combined. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. So it's like it would you be You could a, even make the argument mellow as well. Yeah, all three I of mean, them combined, now, yeah. you know, you might that say current something mellow, else. But, yeah. you, know, I, you know, definitely historically, uh, mellow would trash Ariza. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But as of right now, it honestly could go it's either way. It, it could go either way. Yeah, so I think... And I think we both agree on this. The Rockets, they I think they're smart for offering this pick of this trade for these four picks. And it could ultimately end up coming back to bite them in the future. But I think while you have the players in their prime and you think you have a chance to win, go all in, make the move. If it works out, you have a championship. If it doesn't work out, then no one can say that like y'all are a team who's afraid to go for it. Because nothing's yeah. more frustrating than, like, trust me, as a Hawks fan, nothing's more annoying than when you have a team that's really solid. I mean, the Hawks won 60 60 games one year and they got swept in the playoffs because they didn't have the big name yeah. players so it's like you have this great team you have to make the next step to be a championship team and so I respect them for doing that and uh, we'll have to see what happens with that whole situation it'll be really interesting to see because I think Melo will be definitely sent to the bench like the end of the bench <laughs> like dude I don't like I don't know if he'll play that much to be honest if you get Jimmy Butler so something to keep an eye on if you're keeping up or the he'll get ran into the ground because they gave away too much yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, he'll play way too many minutes. <laughs> he, won't be, he won't be fat mellow anymore. <laughs> and uh, over back, speaking of the Golden State Warriors and teams that the Rockets need to beat, Steph Curry went off for 51 points last night against the Wizards, including 11 three-pointers in three quarters, Ugh. which is just sick. The only game I can compare it to is when his teammate, Clay Thompson, went for 60 in three quarters. Yeah. And isn't that just gross that they're on the same team? Like, yeah. oh, this 51-point per- performance in three quarters can only remind me of his teammate. <laughs> yeah. See, that's another thing, too, is he hit 11 threes. He literally 
could have broken the three-point record in that game. That he set himself. Yeah, Like, exactly. he broke his own. In, in what would be the third, fourth game of the yeah, season. Yeah, It's like, God. Yeah, his shooting. And if you watch the game or even watch the highlights, he was hitting threes contested by two people from, like, 30 feet back. I think I saw a stat where he had four three-pointers past 30 feet last night. Like, Ugh. for anyone who says that Steph Curry isn't the greatest shooter ever, it's like, you got to watch this. Like, he moved into the fifth all-time in shooting and three-point three point shots. Like, fifth all-time in three-pointers made. He's only 30 years old. He'll easily break that record. Easily. And it's just like, you watch him play, and he gets so hot that he went for 51 in three quarters, and you almost forget that his teammate Kevin Durant had 30 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. It's an afterthought. <laughs> it's an afterthought that you have the second best player on your team go for thirty eight and seven, and that would be like a LeBron stat line. Yeah, that'd be a stat line where you're like, "Wow, he really did everything. He carried his team to a win." But then you look up, and your point guard who's firing away from thirty three feet hit eleven threes, <laughs> yeah. and you blow the team out. You don't even play the fourth quarter. So, with all that being said, and I think it's an ant- I think it's a question that we both know the answer to. But can anybody beat the Warriors? Do you think in the finals or in the playoffs or anything? I, I think it comes back to what we were just talking about, the Rockets. I think if the Rockets make a big move, obviously they are in a, a, a solid position matchup-wise to to take that uh, that matchup. But uh, there's just not enough teams out there. No, even A lot of people are even talking about the Celtics. I even really don't see the Celtics that hard right now. No, I agree. Like, they started off especially pretty how slow. They've been playing. Yeah, they yeah. started off pretty slow, and it's just like it hasn't looked good. But I think, I think if the Rockets maintain their current roster, they get beat pretty bad in the playoffs. If they got Jimmy Butler, I think it's almost an even an even yeah, series. Yeah, if know? they get Jimmy, it's, it's it could just go either way. Day. It could go either way. I mean, you're adding an All NBA talented player who. Plays Their both defense ways. Just looks so different when you have Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, and Clint Capella. Yeah. Like just visualizing that. Yeah, like two dogs on the perimeter so... and then one rim protector to yeah. like keep them from getting easy it, layups. It's literally the thing that the Clippers were missing. No, yeah. Like because you know the Clippers had Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. You know Blake Griffin's maybe not the best defender, but he's obviously equally he's as big talented body. Yeah. offensively as Jimmy Butler in different ways. You know. Or, or even you could say as as talented as James Harden. Yeah, just um, different styles, different packages, yeah. but similar. I mean, J- Blake Griffin had fifty two nights ago. You know, yeah. like he's obviously a great scorer. Spraying some threes, sixty one percent from the three point line. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you look at those old Clippers team. You have Chris Paul, you know, manning the head of your defense, sending him to DeAndre Jordan, who's like a great shot blocker, like led the yeah. league in block shots a couple of years. So, it's but like, then when they swing it to the wing. Who's out there on the wing? You got Melo. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You need you need Jimmy Butler there. You can't put out PJ Tucker because you need you need him, somebody but... who can attempt to guard Kevin Durant. I mean, obviously it's a tough matchup, and he's giving up some height. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is yeah, to Kevin Jimmy Durant. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is like 6'7". Yeah, but I mean, he's going to get up in you. Like, he's yeah. going to he's going to try. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes, like, Melo, he won't even try on defense. You just need someone who's going to put forth the effort. Who was the person who hit the game winner over uh, Jimmy the other night? It was like a floater. Was oh, it DeMar, actually? I don't... I, yes, yes, it was, it was DeMar. DeMar. Yes, for, okay. yeah, their first game of the season, DeMar DeRozan yeah. went up over top of him. And Jimmy had a great game yeah. that game. But... And the the thing is, is that was just the Jordan push-off, man. Like, DeMar just put a little elbow grease in it, 
you know, Jimmy fell back, but he jumped out and got his hand up. That's all you can yeah, do. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you can know. only you can only yeah, try your okay. best on defense. Some yeah. people don't even try. So like, Jimmy Butler, if he goes to the Rockets, I think I would give them a forty percent chance of being the Warriors, like a sixty forty. You know what I mean? Like a sixty yeah. forty type matchup. That's a, but without Butler, that's high praise. Yeah, you know, I I don't love Butler, but I respect his game. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like adding him to that team would give you a great mix of like perimeter defense. Crazy scoring ability with all three of them being there. And also... And toughness. Like, you had... Back in the day, you had Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo, and Jimmy Butler together, and they were the three alphas. What do you call it when you have James Harden, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, and Melo? <laughs> you call it a very strange experiment. That could go either way. Like, that... That could go either way because by all reports, Chris Paul rubs people the wrong way, like on their team. They think he's yeah. a bad teammate sometimes. Yeah, I've heard about that. That Glenn Davis. Yeah, quote. people have called him bad Rush teammate, and he kind of rubs people the wrong way. And the exact same thing can be said for Jimmy Butler. So yeah, it'd be one of those things where it's like they either bump heads with each other because they're both alphas and both kind of rub people the wrong way, or it could be like, oh, I finally have a teammate who works as hard as I do. Like me and this guy are gonna be like yeah. super cool with each other, you know? So it could Just definitely go either way. respect because they feel like they're like looking in a mirror. Yeah, they're both putting in like crazy amounts of work finally. and finally have somebody who's not Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Carl Anthony Towns, he shot an air ball last night in a game and then pulled himself <laughs> out of the game. That. Like, I love Towns, but that's exactly what Butler's talking about when he yeah. says that y'all have no backbone. Like that is embarrassing. Like. Shooting an air ball, that's whatever. NBA players shoot air balls sometimes, but then immediately turning to your bench and sulking and walking over and like, take me out of the game. Like, yeah. like you can't do that when you're the future franchise. You gotta player. ask for the ball back immediately. immediately and get down to the block. Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're seven foot tall, dude. Like I mean, that's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. Bottom line is Rockets as currently constructed, not being the Warriors. Get Jimmy Butler, I give him a pretty good shot. But as of right now, I mean the Warriors have too much firepower. Fifty one and three quarters. Second or second best player in the world is on their team. Got thirty eight and seven as an afterthought. So it's like when you have that kind of ability, like no one's beating you. Which is, and not to mention Demarcus Cousins isn't even back yet. Yeah, the only teams that can win right now are teams that have fire, like crazy firepower at the three. Yeah. If you don't have a uh, someone that can match up with uh, a Kevin Durant, Clay yeah. Thompson, or Draymond Green on those switches. Just from those three players that are all essentially small forwards in some way or another, yeah, you know, you need to be able to switch. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you don't have a a bona fide player to either shoot the lights out at that position or to guard all three players at one time or another, then which is an excellent unplanned segue directly into our next team, the oh. Toronto Raptors are five and zero, and people yes. who are Raptors fans are saying, hey, look. We could be going to the finals this year, which, you know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Five and them. Kawhi Leonard, the exact guy you were just talking about, yes. without intentionally talking about him, is a small forward who is averaging 28-7-3 on 51% shooting and is, I mean, I don't think anyone will argue when healthy he is the best defender in the league. Like, yeah. Like, he he guards one through four, not big enough to guard five, just, you know, strength-wise, but one through four he can lock down. I mean, he, you know, no one locks down opposing best players, like, if Kawhi Leonard's guarding Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's still going to get his, you know, 28. But he'll make it really hard, and he'll make him shoot, you know, inefficiently. And like, if it's in a series, he's going to shoot 38% or yeah, some, exactly. some crazy Yeah, exactly. That's shit. how good yeah. Kawhi Leonard is. I mean, 
when Kawhi Leonard was not even the Kawhi Leonard we know now, when he was, you know, baby Kawhi, he was giving LeBron James fits in his prime on the Heat. You know, like when LeBron yeah. was at like his absolute athletic prime, Kawhi Leonard was like 21 years old, Ding him up and like playing great defense on him. So it's like Kawhi Leonard is that kind of dude that would be able to challenge the Warriors just by his like just by his defensive prowess and his will by himself. I mean, we saw before he hurt his ankle in this, on the Spurs series, they were beating the Warriors tw- by 23 points in the playoffs. Yeah. And then Zaza Pachulia stuck his foot up underneath them and rolled his ankle when he came down from that jump yeah, shot. so tragic. Yeah, so it's like Kawhi is that type of player who can make a difference. But they're 5-0, and and are they the Eastern Conference favorites to you? Uh, currently standing, I, I think so. And... It's kind of going into the the Celtics talk earlier as well. So you have Raptors going five and zero. You said the Celtics were one and three. Uh, I'm not sure if the Celtics are one. I know they're struggling really bad. Okay, but okay, like, okay. I guess you have a similar team. reasoning that I do. That I have is that I don't necessarily think the Raptors are like far in a way better than everybody else. I mean, they are five and zero. They're playing really really well, and they look like they've integrated Kawhi Leonard into their system no problems whatsoever. But it's the fact that the 76ers and the Celtics are struggling. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like, oh, the Raptors are just smoking everybody. It's like, they're playing really well. But the two other teams that I would consider to be their number one competitors, and I would have picked Celtics at the beginning of the season. In fact, I did pick the Celtics at the beginning of the season. They're both struggling. The 76ers are not playing well. Celtics are not playing well. I mean, in fact, the Bucks are playing very well. Yeah, the Bucks. I called the Bucks honestly for the past two seasons. Yeah, just because like, Giannis is so good. Yeah, Giannis, he's just way too good. Like, it, there's no, there's no reason to look at Giannis and think that that team, the teams that he's been on, aren't play like playoff playoff the, first off. Yeah, but then like challenging yeah. for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, because I mean. We talked about this a little bit before the thing, but he is averaging 28 points and 16 rebounds at the small forward. 16 rebounds, and I think like and six or seven assists. And they have a seven-footer. They yeah. have Brooke I mean, Lopez. I mean, keep in mind the softest seven-footer yeah, oh yeah, ever, but still, he's seven foot tall. Yeah. And Giannis is pulling down 17 or like 16 rebounds a game. It's ridiculous, and I think that Coach Budenholzer, me being a Hawks fan, and people who don't know who he is, he did win Coach of the Year a couple of years ago. He's a great coach. He's their new coach now, and they've completely spread out the offense. They're, they shoot a lot more threes. Chris Middleton's shooting a lot of threes. He's playing really need. well. Yeah, because it gives Giannis, who can't you know hit a three to save his life for the most part, but he can drive to the basket whenever he wants to. It gives him wide-open driving lanes because Brook Lopez can step out and hit a three. And he doesn't need to shoot threes, especially with how we're seeing like Ben Simmons as well. You know, yeah. If Ben Simmons can go a whole season without making a fucking three-point. And win Rookie of the Year. And win Rookie of the Year. Bring and, a team to the playoffs. Yeah. And, Giannis is just such a freak athletically and just his skill set for what it is. The fact that he's 6'11 and moves like that and is so athletic that it's like if he wants to get to the basket, he's going to get to the basket. It doesn't matter if he can't hit a three. You can stand five feet away from him and he'll still get to the basket. Like It doesn't matter. So, But at the same time, the Raptors have Kawhi Leonard, who's a great defender. So would he be able to, you know, stop Giannis, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting matchup there. Kawhi versus Giannis. I, I would love to to pour into the numbers on that. And like see. what their previous matchups have been and yeah. stuff like that. Because yeah. that's, that's something I actually really enjoy is looking into two current players especially and just seeing all their matchups. How they like, fare against each other. Back earlier we had looked at um, 
you know, during all the, the Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler beef, we looked into games that they had played against each other before they were on the same team. And, you know. Butler those, is just that dude. <laughs> yeah, those, those numbers are pretty rude. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see, but I think that the Raptors, I'm going to give them the edge right now just because, I mean, you got to ride the hot hand. They're 5-0, and and they look really good doing it. Yeah, Kyle Lowry looks they great. They did it with the, the same team like two seasons in a row. They were – Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were the, they were the number one not. seed last year. Yeah. Like, they number one seed last year, and they almost won – they won 59 games last year, almost won 60, and they replaced DeMar DeRozan with a player who is doing the exact same thing on offense and then is like an eight times better def- defender than DeMar is than Kawhi Leonard, so it's like – I think Kawhi Leonard, like, you can make an argument that he's the greatest player in Raptors history just off of pure talent. Yeah, just coming, just by yeah. coming there. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you obviously have Vince Carter. It's it's almost, in a way, sort of a parallel conversation to, I hate to say it, but to LeBron. Oh, no, I was like, just thinking that know. as well, because it's like, LeBron, a lot of people say if he's not number one, he's number two, greatest player ever. And obviously the... Like you find out, oh Kobe, and you know, like we know that Kobe did more for the Lakers than LeBron did, but in terms of best player to don the uniform, LeBron's probably the best player to ever wear a Lakers uniform, even though he's only been there for four games. He's the best player to ever wear a Heat uniform as well. But you're obviously gonna say Dwayne Wade because yeah. like he did more for the franchise. You know what I mean? But in terms of just best player who has played for the team, Kawhi Leonard's got to be the best player to ever play for the Raptors. I mean, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame, two-time yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. Finals MVP, like he's a stud. He's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. He's gonna be the, he's the best player on this team right now. And I think the Raptors are doing a really good job convincing him to stay because they're playing yeah. so well. And I also think that Kawhi might be coming to a realization that like, wow, the East is like way easier than the West. Yeah. Like, cause like, like I think I think I think LeBron. Not that he didn't know that, but I think he's going to the West. And he's kind of realizing like, oh, oh I'm shit. not playing yeah. the Hornets on a Monday night. I'm playing Spurs. Yeah. Like, oh, on this Thursday night game, I would be going to Atlanta yeah, and playing his, the Hawks, but now I have the Trailblazers. Back to back game, yeah. he's not getting a cakewalk anymore. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, it's like, oh yeah, this Monday we're playing the Which Hornets. Which has allowed him to age like so gracefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to be like in his 16th year and not have any issues because you're not going against the Knicks every other night. You're going against the Trailblazers down to the Spurs and you're heading up to the Nuggets and you're going over to the Houston and you're going to Golden State. It's like, you really get no breaks. I mean, your biggest break is the Suns and the Kings. And the Kings are are doing really well right now. So it's like, I think both people are kind of coming to realization. I think Kawhi's realizing, like, I could stay here and do something kind of special with this team in the East, you know, make a couple more finals, but Kawhi's just such a weird dude. I don't know what so he wants weird. to do. So, I mean, it could go either way. That but... laugh is so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awful. And, like, he's just so robotic. Like, he literally is seems like a robot. He seems like they put like WD forty in him before the game starts. Like he's a straight robot, but he's a great player. And I think the Raptors right now, Eastern Conference favorites. I mean, number one seed last year. No reason why they wouldn't be just as good, if not better. Adding a better player on their team. So I mean, shout out to the North. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to the Six. You know, shout out to the Raptors. Shout out Kawhi Canadian Leonard. Canadian basketball just blowing up. No, seriously, and. No man, yeah, seriously, there's yeah, there's I a mean, lot of Canadian basketball yeah. players nowadays. I mean, I mean, just starting off with Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins, their draft status, yeah, even though they, overall, I, I believe uh, in a way they both haven't panned out, but yeah. obviously Wiggins has panned out as an NBA player. I believe uh, Tristan Thompson's from Tristan Canada. Thompson, uh, he is, but he's also Jamaican, so uh, I know that he's like allowed to play on the Jamaican team. Oh really? For yeah. 
because I think he played for them for FIBA one year, and he switched from like right to left-handed. Oh yeah, I remember he was doing all that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the Clippers draft pick this year, like a top ten pick, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's from Canada. Like, there's a lot of Canadians. So shout out to Canada. Shout out to my cousins up in Canada if they're listening. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the Raptors being five and zero. But mostly, LeBron. I know you hear this because I know you listen to this podcast, LeBron. Because me day. and him are on a on a Every first night. name basis. We have each other's number. You need to play harder. I am tired of watching you coast through these games. And little side note: LeBron coasting is putting up twenty five, eight, and eight. Like he's doing his normal things. But when you're watching the game, and you see it's like, all right, now's the time where the best player in the world takes over. He's just kind of chilling. And you we've seen this happen before in the regular season where it's like. He gets on a new team. He wants to see what the young guys can do. Like, oh, you know, this is where I would take over, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what Kuzma can do in this situation. I'm going to see what they can do, which is fine because he's done that before and he's still gone to eight straight finals appearances and he's taken over in the playoffs. But you are in the West now. And if you lose 10 games to start the season off, you could easily drop to the seventh or eighth seed in the West in the playoffs. Like, you're not going to be able to climb your way up like you could in the East. And that's my last rant. <laughs> Anything else to say? Uh, I was just going to say, maybe he had bubble guts, and that's why he didn't want to take over a play. <laughs> well, you maybe. all that fast break run in. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could have worked, <laughs> worked up a mean number two, I suppose. But <laughs> honestly, now, okay, if that's the case, LeBron, I give you a pass. But if not, then I need more out of you. I need more out of you. And also, quick shout-out to... Um, <laughs> What's his name? Zach Levine. Quick shout out to Zach Levine, Bulls boy. Oh, yeah. Making a work, most improved player. He can't guard you. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. I don't know what you're doing. Great Instagram. I post like 10 things a day. Honestly, probably post too much. It's going to flood Honestly, your timeline. You're, you're killing it, though. It's going to. Thank you. It's going to flood your timeline. Straight post Malone out here. Oh, I appreciate Straight that. Carl Malone. Carl, Carl Malone. Uh, <laughs> What's that, what's that other dude's name? Uh, what's it, what do you use? Um, Bucket Stallone. Oh, Bucket, Bucket <laughs> yeah, just Stallone, a whole bunch of nicknames. Of, a whole bunch of nicknames of me posting a lot of things. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Stallone. Yeah. yeah, if if you like highlights of things that are happening in the NBA, that's pretty much all we post. And we also keep you know keep you updated on when the new post, when the new uh, podcasts are coming out, and things like that. So follow us on Instagram. No look podcast is what's out on Instagram. Subscribe if you haven't. You know we're uploading all these to Apple. Uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, you know, whatever you want to call it, the the uh, podcast app on your phone. So if you want to follow it there, follow that as well. I appreciate y'all listening to us, and we'll have another one here very soon. NBA season is upon us, so be a lot more content coming content coming out of us. So uh, hope you have a good one. See you. Mm, I'm riding up uptown. Woo-hoo. I'm a fucking monster.